Hey guys, welcome to our second Scare b and after show with the Garage Girls. Two, Two girls, girls in a, a garage, garage creating, creating stuff. stuff. I'm Courtney Dunham. I'm Beth Selman. And we're so glad you are here to join us to talk about our second episode, which is called The Thing Left Behind. As a reminder, if you're new to Scare b and make sure that you listen to episode two before you turn, tune in here because there will be a lot of spoilers and we don't want you to find out what happened before you actually listen to it. Yeah, so thanks for tuning in. We're here in our Culver City loft office again, Culver City, California, and we just had lunch at a new um, street vendor place. What was it called? The um, um, Angry pig, pig? The Angry Pig, yeah. Which at first we were like, I don't know about pork, and then we saw they had other things. Not the pork is bad, but... And then they had all these yummy sauces, which you'll hear us talk about our sauces a lot because we're definitely sauce girls. I had the bulgogi chicken. And I had the bulgogi beef. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, we'll tell you the good news first, they were really, really yummy, but they were really, really little. And Yeah, we could have had four. Yeah. But this like... is not a food show. This is Scare <laughs> b after show. But, <laughs> but, but this is us, so this is what we talk about. And the only thing, other thing that's missing today is our little garage girl dog. She's home today. So she's resting up, taking the day off. Yes. So, but before we get into talking about uh, our second episode, which Beth wrote, um, we wanted to give you a little quick teaser about our other big project that is finished that actually we're going to be shopping around here pretty quickly. It's called Our Past Life in Provence. Yes, you can see that on our website at garagegirlstudios.com. You can actually read the first 25 pages. And as you can already tell by the name, it is about um, reincarnation in yeah. past lives, which is definitely an interesting topic for us. But we'll circle back and tell you a little yes, bit more about Yes, we're really excited later. because you know how everybody has like a past life connection or somebody that they've met that they feel like they knew before or who were you in a past life. So we will definitely get to that at the end of the episode. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to why we're here and talking about the thing left behind, which in this case is something much more exciting than what is normally left behind in a and b I was asking Beth um, before we started recording, oh, so what are some interesting things that have been left behind? Nothing like this, but that's why we like to write these stories because I'm sure there is some interesting things more than like... Yes, I do have a and b I have a couple of units yeah. and... Um... Yeah, like Court said, people don't leave anything that's very interesting. Clothing, yeah. a lot of clothing. Probably sunglasses. Oh, a very nice ring. We did send that back. Mm. Um, a lot of sunglasses. In and, fact, someone and you didn't did... even show me the ring to see if I wanted it. I totally did. Wow, such a wanker. <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> ring? I was like, I heard it wasn't that good. Work. It had more sentimental value. Yeah, so no. we're very good hosts, and we return everything. Yeah, but the funny thing is, though, is I was like, because, you know, these do derive from our imagination, but also stories we've heard and that kind of stuff. But in a good way, she was basically saying, no, nothing like this. So where did this idea come from then? Because Well, someone did leave a pair of glasses, and it was in a very interesting case. Just a very, like, smooth, you didn't know what it was mm-hmm. right away. And that just, you know, sparked my interest and. In, I was mulling around that idea and thinking, once I discovered that it was a pair of nice yeah. sunglasses, mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, well, 
what if this was a high-tech pair of glasses? And then just the next thought, what if, you know, you could see other dimensions perhaps and with beings that you glasses. can see without them. Yeah, obviously. like you always think that there are things beyond the spectrum of natural mm-hmm. light that our eyes can perceive, yes. but what else is out there? Well, the first thing that came to mind when we first talked about this, this story, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are thinking about too, is orbs because they always said that the orbs have always been there, but it wasn't until you have the capability of the digital cameras now oh, exactly. that you're, you're picking them up. And so when you first told me about this idea, we always will come up with ideas either together or separately. And then we have like our brainstorming sessions, which we both just like love because then we get really excited. And in a perfect world, we go and write right then, but that doesn't always happen. But we're always like, okay, okay, I want to sit down and write, you know, why it's fresh in my brain. But I remember when Beth told me about this and that's what came to mind. And which, I mean, definitely orbs are definitely something that a lot of people are picking uh, up in their photos. Yeah, as soon as you look at your camera mm-hmm. and you can see them, it definitely sparks your imagination. Because yeah. Because you're like, well, could that be another being? Yes. And are these beings around us all the time and yeah. we don't know it? And we just don't see them. Um, or we don't, th- yeah, or we're not open to seeing them maybe unless we have True. this high pair, high tech pair of glasses. But um, as you're listening to it or reading it, I'm wondering if everybody else had the same reaction that I did when I first read it, because I was like, oh, would I? And would I have opened it? Would I have put, put, put them on? And I can honestly say there wasn't like a moment of hesitation. I was like, uh, yeah, which is, mm. you know, I would definitely put them on. Yeah. Because I already... Well, you know. they, I feel like they didn't really know what it was at first, because it was like a sphere, and then it kind of like unfurled. And then it was the wife that was like, oh, I think this is glasses. I'm going to just see if I can put it on my face. But these are not like, you know, glasses that typically have the band that comes down around your ears kind of thing. But once they... Remind us all and kind of in your interpretation, what do they look like? Uh, It's like a sphere. And um, I imagine those roly-poly bugs, you know, the Mm -hmm. ones that are like, um, you know, when they're stretched out, they just look like a regular kind of Mm -hmm. bug shape. And then... When they try to like get away from you, they can roll up into that sphere. But the case itself, I imagine, was kind of like a clamshell. So um, sort of shaped like a high-tech clamshell, if you will. And then when you open it, it's like kind of the pearl inside. But, you know, yeah. definitely something that was um, otherworldly, but high-tech, so man-made. I always like to circle back, because I know you had told us, but a lot happened since she opened and put the glasses on. So I kind of want to remind people, it's like, okay, what, you know, what, where did they kind of come from? What did they look like? What was her first impression when she put them on? Because, you know, they, she obviously probably wouldn't have put them on if she would have known Well, she said she, she would have known. Yeah, that was the moment of discovery. And the first thing that she saw was that shadowy creature that was inside Mm -hmm. the fireplace and it was looking at her. And the thing that kind of gave me chills when I was writing it is that, um, it didn't want her to see it, so mm-hmm. it was kind of trying to move away into the shadows, and that really freaked her out, and that's when she yeah. kind of jumped on the couch, and then the husband was like, what's going on? And she threw the glasses off. But I want to do the counterpoint, which is one of my favorite parts, but then the husband saw their old dog 
um, captain who passed away. So that was a really beautiful thing to see. Yeah, because I fear so if you're the in the fourth dimension, um, you're going to get both. You're going to get kind of angelic beings, beings that you know you've known before in physical mm-hmm. form that you've loved, but then you also will be getting darker entities that exist there. That's where they. Yeah, I think that's, that's a really important point to emphasize. Because I feel like a lot of us don't explore things like that because we're afraid of what we might see. But also, if you believe it's, in that kind of stuff, well, you're also open to see these beautiful, you know, people or souls or doggies that you've lost before. So, and I would want to do it just for that reason alone. Yeah, and I think that once you start kind of mulling around this idea, which is why it was really fun to write it, you do start to think of what if things are around us all the time. I mean, we've all had like weird feelings um, or maybe we got a bad vibe from somebody or like, you know, we say at the end about the homeless people Mm -hmm. who are talking to themselves. I mean, I've seen people in Los Angeles on the street, like carrying on full on conversations and like yelling and and behind them. And Mm -hmm. you're thinking like, it's actually like gives you chills when you see them talking to somebody who's physically not not there. Um, kind of rude and have an argument in at, at Costco when we were just reliving it the other day, <laughs> laughing about it. I don't know if they say the exact <laughs> words because it was very vulgar, but I'm wondering if there was a preacher about you know him. what and I. And I was like, well, thank you very much and happy Thanksgiving to you too. Yes, yes, yes I know. <laughs> and we were like, and it was funny, we just went there the other day for yet another party holiday for the fourth, and it was like, oh my gosh. He wasn't there. He it was there. like, and I had to think about it. I was like, oh, yeah. But it was so funny because he said it so matter of fact. And you know how when somebody yells in an obscenity, you're kind of like, okay. And, and then, then like. Thank you very much. And same to you. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't have one or it's like your own. Yeah. It's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it reminded me of that because maybe there was something going on. And, yeah, you, he was seeing something you weren't seeing or we weren't seeing. So. Um, yeah, and I don't know if court. This is the time to circle back to our past life in Provence because that is one of the ideas that we play around with. Yep. So we definitely have a fascination with this kind of idea of entities existing around us, but not in our plane of reality, like things that we can physically see, yeah, but maybe we can sense. Um, and in our past life in Provence story we have a character who gets to experience for 24 hours um, or basically confront who she was in a past life. So Mm -hmm. that person is actually another character. We kind of imagined um, Melissa McCarthy and John Hamm in the parts because we thought that would be really funny. Yeah. Well, we love them both, and they know each other, but we love them both for different reasons. But it's like... Who wouldn't want to see Melissa McCartney in a romantic comedy, especially about past lives? Are you kidding me? Um, yeah. Yeah. With John Hamm. Um, cause, yeah. So we're and just very... imagine if, like, this lifetime, say you have all sorts of problems. I mean, we gave her, like, a physical tick. Okay. She was, like, uptight. She had um, yeah. a kind of a relationship that was, like, an addiction. She couldn't. It was a bad yeah. relationship. And Which she is couldn't, whole, and she couldn't leave it. It was like, why am I addicted to this? I can't walk away from this. So mm-hmm. we gave her all sorts of problems, and then what if you discover that that's all your karmic blowback from like this 
this hot French guy that you were in a past life. Like he Which isn't of, that a, like the greatest long line you've ever heard? Because how many times, like I said, how many times have you said like, think about it, like somebody breaks your heart or you're involved in a really frustrating, any kind of relationship. Um, I just got a really pissy text from someone that annoys the bejesus out of me, okay? And it's like... And it's like we always talk about things that trigger or or whatever, but in in reality, like okay, say somebody's broke your heart, whatever. And there's a, the the scene in the movie in the script when she literally says, "How did I get here? You know, why is this happening?" And I'll speak for myself. I've had those moments, and I think all of us have, where it's like yeah. I don't think everybody vocalizes, "Who was I in a past life?" But see, this is why we love this concept so much because how did you get here? Why do certain things happen? Yeah. Why do we struggle well, with certain things? A lot of people have, have been hypnotized and then find they get regret past like yeah. aggression mm-hmm. and they find out who they were. But we wanted to go kind of the comedic route and be like, what if yeah. it was kind of like a funny situation? And With very transformative undertones. And then think of it. It's like... Like we always do. You Wouldn't it be great if you could actually like be in a room with who you were before and talk to them yeah. and be like, okay, like we really okay. like, yeah. now me, I know so. that this is why I do this. Yeah. And thanks, you know, mm-hmm. thanks for what you did to me. But the only way that we could do that to kind of circle back to the fourth dimension yeah. is that to put them in that dimension together. Because obviously yeah. she's mm-hmm. not going to meet who she was because it's who she is. Yeah, exactly. She's not going to meet in the, in the reality. She's going to meet them in this other dimension. Yeah. For like a period of 24 hours and that's what we had a lot of fun with and we're gonna i mean we're so excited about this story with it i mean we, we want to do like a separate after show just about provence because we've told so many i mean we've had so many great conversations with a lot of people about it and we know a lot of you out there either have a past life story or have had these moments of why i am the way i am or you meet someone like beth and i are great example we always say that we didn't meet four or five years ago we reconnected because you know how when you meet somebody and you instantly have this like connectivity and closeness that you've known each other and everybody who knows us now we just had a friend that um, doesn't she just said she'll remain nameless because she doesn't really listen she just said to us like a year ago well haven't you guys known each other since high school and we're like, um, no, but we get that a lot. And of course there's lots of in best friends. Past life we did. Exactly. Yeah. And so we always wonder, which is something we'll expand on more in the other show, but you know, those people that you're like, I had to know them. Like yeah. you just are, yeah, don't you, get that close that you fast. You kind of feel it in your bones. Exactly. Like, so, but the, we'll, we're going to elaborate on that because we want to, we're, we're going to set up a system where you can call in and you can leave, you know, comments and questions and we can interact with you guys as much as we can on the show. But to circle back to yeah, nothing this is show, too weird. We want to hear everything exactly because it's great stuff to write about and even better to talk about. Yeah, you know? and give us some new ideas for some yeah. upcoming screenplays. Exactly. So just to go back though to with the ending to wrap it up with um, the thing left behind. I thought it was very powerful how the husband saw all the creatures on the people in the hospital and also on Priscilla, who was the nosy neighbor, who was also based on a real person. And no names mentioned again. Not my neighbor, Beth's neighbor. <laughs> um, and we've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> but but actually, but, I, but actually, she was very redeeming. Um, yeah, she totally redeemed herself. Redeemed, but I mean, but that's a whole other thing because everybody has a neighbor like that. Well, Maybe it was kind extreme, of a dangerous but... idea, and I did hesitate taking a cancer patient and 
you know, having the idea that these creatures were attached. But I also felt like, you know, when you are sick, you know, disease, I feel like more a lot of that. Yeah, I feel like, you know, when you are sick, it kind of feels like you have an entity like you know on your chest or you know on your head yeah um you know depending on how you feel but I think people could relate to that concept metaphorically you know and I'm glad you said that because I didn't think that at all but I'm glad that you kind of stayed ahead of that with that that you weren't saying this is what people with cancer have or this is what causes cancer you know, um, so, you know, we're, we're not going to get any blowback yeah, uh, because... about that, but I think why, and if I could just interject, because I'm so glad that you said that because my head didn't go there, but there will be some people that might have taken offense, but I love how you said that because the sick are the most vulnerable. They don't yeah. have their normal. Yeah. And we both lost, um, you know, really beautiful souls like to cancer, both of us. And yeah. you can't really imagine that it's a personality type. What exactly. have you. Oh yeah. Not it's got I, nothing. Yeah. And I don't think the story says that, but you could definitely imagine that, um, the cancer itself, like metaphorically, yeah. is kind of like a force that is attacking one's body. So. Yeah, well, it's poison too. Yeah, so then you take poison to fight poison, which is a whole other story. Yeah, but, um, that'll be another after, uh, exactly. podcast. <laughs> but I thought that was very powerful because when I was reading it the first time, I was like, oh yeah, I can see that. And all joking aside with more challenging people in our lives or whatever, I think it kind of relates to both stories we're talking about, both the thing left behind and Provence, because it's kind of like, okay, well, wait a minute. There's more to this person. It's not just this person. Like, where's this darkness coming from? Where's this bad habit? You know, we talked about different things with Provence and also with this, um, like, yeah, okay, you're I seeing mean, these someone with other... addiction, it is like they have a monkey on their back, but what if it is like kind of a demonic, yeah. shadowy creature that's physically exactly. like taking their life force energy? It's really not hard for me to yeah. imagine that, I have to say. And um, can we go back to Captain, though? Because in the end, um, I, I don't think we have said this, but get used to us putting dogs in all of our I stories, know. okay? They come up everywhere. We, um, I mean, we love dogs. We have um, our garage girl dog. Um, she's back. She wasn't here earlier in the episode. She's back now. She's on top of the table on her blank, or on her um, pillows here. And um, I love the ending, how you just, I mean, I already mentioned earlier in the episode that I loved the whole captain thing. And how I was like, I want to wear the glasses just to see Pup, you know. And now, of course, other beings close to us that we've lost. But I, um, but I loved how you wrapped it up in the end because, and I think that's so important that we focused on that because this isn't just dark entities. It's like if you're willing to really look at what's around you with these glasses, without these glasses, what is possible out there in the fourth dimension? And I love yeah. how you circled it back to the dogs. And what did Captain come to teach them? Uh, and the thing is, you know, not to get into too much like writer mumbo jumbo, but we're not the first ones to bring dogs into our stories and mm. dogs are often symbols of our intuition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So remember from Wizard of Oz with Toto and mm-hmm. Toto's the one that pulled that curtain back and you could see the, you know, the wizard was this old guy pulling the, yeah. the levers yeah. Um, and revealed the great secret that he was no like great shakes wizard and he yeah. didn't have all the answers. 
And I think that's what's cool about bringing the dogs. I could tell yeah. you every story that we have, the dogs are kind of the yeah, symbol some, of... Some are more of a central character than others. The intuition, which is like a sense that sometimes we get away from, but when you tune into it, it can um, be your protector and yeah. it can reveal truth. And I think that's what Captain... And love, because I think Captain yeah. is a, a metaphor for love also in the story. And that's why I love the ending, because I really I wanted to pull those two back together, because it is cliche, but I always tell this to people. I don't think there's any accident that dog is God spelled backwards. I and know. I just feel that it's very powerful, and I love at the end, because, of course, I, you know, before I even got to the epilogue, this is when I first read it, you know, several months ago, I was like, well, is Lacey going to be okay? Like, I didn't even care about whether the husband was coming home, what was going to happen to her, what happened to Priscilla's husband. I was like, what happened to the main character? I was like, um, where's Lacey? Like, we knew that Lacey, like, bolted out. Well, and of course, the only thing that would ever leave the main character deep, like, to the perimeter of her property, which we know is the scary Mm -hmm. area behind that cabin, um, would be looking for her dog. I mean, she's going to go out there to get her dog. Um, and risk, you know, life and limb to do it. Yeah, exactly. So I thought it was very powerful the way you pulled it back. And um, and so we would leave you with this. Would you, if you found glasses like that, would you put them on? I said I would. Would you hesitate at all? If, if you found them, Beth? Um, I feel like I've already had those glasses on. So. <laughs> yeah. I've had them on, so they have the residual effect now. Okay, yeah. so now you know you got a lot of good stories coming your way, people. Okay? Here Where I, do you think all these weird ideas come from? Yeah, I call it the Viking Dream Hour myself. But Well, don't um, you think writers, I mean, is somebody whispering in our ear sometimes? Sometimes I wonder yeah. because I feel like my ideas... They literally pop into my head. Yeah. So I'm like, where did that come from? Oh, I've always said, I mean, we'll say this to each other, and I guess now we're saying it to the world. But we don't say it as an egotistical thing, but we'll read back something or we'll brainstorm something and we'll kind of look at each other. Not all the time, but we'll look at each other and go, God, where did that come from? Well, that's really cool. Oh, and I'll just throw in. It's just like, where did this... When we talk on the phone Mm -hmm. or like in person. Yeah. When one person is talking, oh, we'll actually have like a picture of things. Yeah. And I don't know if Happens that's like an otherworldly, um, you know, entity out there speaking yeah. to us, but I do feel like that's an it's interesting phenomenon. Synergy together. Yeah. Often. And remember in the early days of our reconnection of our friendship? Remember in the early days, we would say to each other, now, I don't want to get you wrong, but I was like listening to everything, but while you were talking, I, I was, well, this but is, it's this kind this of energy love that we have. coach um, writer clients, yeah. because it's kind of like a triangulation thing that you do when three people are together, Yeah, and you just like ideas, like people have said, like yeah. when I was sitting there, like ideas were coming to me, or they went home and they had dreams, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, We've had a lot of clients say that to us. So who well, knows who's helping us on the And so side? when we always do that, yeah, and it's always so cool because it's like if I could count how many times you said to me um oh while you were talking I have this like great vision and this great idea it's so clear Um, it literally is so clear and that's what we that's why we want to do these after shows and that's why we want to set up so you guys can um you know leave your comments and things for us to talk about because we know that a lot of weird shit out there happens and it's okay (laughs) to talk about it and it's really fun, and it's even better to write about it and record about it. Yeah, so have we you call seen it like anything our little freak flag. from the fourth dimension? Let us know. 
Yeah, I call it my Vicodin Dream Hour, which is a whole other story that I'll elaborate on because I just, I think there should be a podcast or an episode called the Vicodin Dream Hour because whenever I tell people that, they're always like, they always laugh and then they look at like concerned, like, are you taking Vicodin all the time? Well, like, no, I'm not, but I wish you, I was. The Vicodin Dream Hour oh, is like the early hours in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really the time that kind of the filters are off and you have yeah. like the veil is the thinnest, if you will. Yeah. And that's when you really can kind of get ideas like you can really tap into like direct creativity yeah I've never been a good just so everybody knows that I'm not a I'm drug addict um although I know <laughs> we I just call it the Vicodin dream hour but this happened because after I had a major surgery I I would always I always tell Beth and my friends um you don't have to worry about me pill popping because I literally will hoard my pills for as long as I can until I have like a really horrible migraine or I can't sleep or whatever and I would take like a half of a Vicodin and I would have these very deep dreams well luckily for me those dreams continued without the Vicodin so both of us now Mm. would call each other sounds like you've had the goggles too (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but what I love about many things what I love about and appreciate about our synergy and our friendship and I'm sure Beth would say the same thing as the, then both of us started saying, and Beth would call me still and say, oh my God, I've got to tell you about my back in a dream hour. So that was just what we call it now. Yeah, that's what so, it's called. Or the goggles. That, and maybe I, wore, I was wearing the goggles court at 4 a.m. this morning. I know, and just the this residual is what effect happened. lingers. So we're really anxious. Leave us a comment about what you thought. Would you put them on? What's your fourth dimension experience? Yeah, and how do you, um, you, know, how do you get rid of them? If yeah. you want, if you don't want those shadowy creatures around, it was kind of interesting to explore the ideas of how to send them away. Yeah, how would you get rid of them? Um, and can we just talk really briefly because we never like finished that guy disappeared, the one that brought him into the house. Oh so yeah, well they we found him. Talk, yeah, they found him. But I just think that's interesting because I wonder if he ever. We we didn't think that he ever. Put, we didn't know. Like, and I'd like to think. Okay, did he? I have a theory about it. Okay, we'll tell the son. Uh, I think no that he's, me elaborating I think he like, stole oh those from some kind of, um, you know, like a black project. You know what they say, um, those compartmentalized corporations where mm-hmm. they run a black project that like even the CEO doesn't know that they're running and he might have worked for the company and mm-hmm. um, he got them and he took them. Yeah. And he didn't realize that when he took them, that there were other entities, which we talk about at the end, you yeah. discover mm-hmm. um, they know they're highly intelligent beings, and they came they came for him to get. Well, their thank you glasses. for that great uh, freak flag, as we love to call it, answer. <laughs> because I, I it was knew, in Topanga Canyon. I, Anything can happen in Topanga Canyon. Exactly. I knew what happened to him, but I wanted to know the backstory because we didn't know his backstory, like yeah. what we thought. So that's yeah. what I wanted to ask you. So, okay, so what's coming up next? I know. Sorry, Steve, not his real name. Yeah. <laughs> but I've said too much. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke um, from our little get together with the friends the other night. Beth started talking about something strange. It's Meghan Markle. We won't do not anything. mention it, please. Don't bring that up. And then it was just like, I said too much. So that's going to be our new line about when things start going, you know, south <laughs> quickly. So, um, so as far as what's coming up, two things we want to tell you about really quickly. We have decided we are going to do our next after show about Provence because we want to get that into a little bit more and kind of not just tell you about it, but kind of get into past lives a little bit more. And also, 
our next scare B&B um, is going to be located at the Where? Oregon coast. Okay. Yeah. At Neocani Mountain. And um, it's I gonna, just love the sound of that. I know, Neocani. And the Oregon coast is going to come up in a lot of our. It's going to be like. Can we say York. what it. Oh, no, we can't say what it involves. No. No, no. Mm-hmm. But, we, we, but we say the title. I'll let you say the title because you can take a leak because that will be my first. Um, oh. Well, we, we call them kind of all of our stories because we brainstorm so much. But that will be the first. Uh, I'm trying to remember what we decided. One that to I call wrote. Um, On the Edge. Oh, thank you. On the edge. <laughs> Nia Connie, on the edge. How quickly. Remember, so, what about our ideas coming now so we're yes, together? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And yes, and we Don't always, we, all, we will tease it in the intro, but we always like to just briefly touch on, on what's edge. coming next. Mm-hmm. Based on the Oregon coast and um, yeah. So I was just starting to say, you'll see a lot of our projects based on the Oregon coast as well as in New York and all of our favorite places. So. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us. We yeah. love to chat Thanks with you guys. Out with us for a little while. Um, I, I just say on a funny note that we were like, oh, I think we'll wait several episodes in until we start talking about our freak flag stuff. Uh, number well, two is get right in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Can't hide that freak flag. So be sure to subscribe for our next episode and for after shows. We can't wait till we get your guys' comments and we can bring you into our discussions as much as possible. Yeah, leave us a voice message. Leave us a comment. We love to read. Um, any of your ideas and always do you have a B&B listing something that has maybe piqued your curiosity or you've had a weird experience at or you know it can be anything it can be an inspirational we're open because we're always coming up with new types of B&B stories exactly so but for right now we'll sign off and this is Court and Beth we're two girls in in a garage garage creating creating stuff. stuff see you in the garage bye bye